3: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media.
4: Center of the Galaxy. This is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Kat Napsock for another edition of Four Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet, the Java Sail Barge of our party, and the Bright Tree Village of our Endor. Uh, we are here today. Uh, it is Thanksgiving week. Holidays are here, it's been a tough year, it's time to gather with the ones you love and show thanks, and I love these two people, my regular uh, compadres on this journey,
5: Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa, welcome. It is nice to be here and be all thankful with you. Oh, it is.
6: yum. Um (laughs) (laughs)
4: Jennifer and her Ewoks are here Uh, As always, I'm thankful for you guys But I'm also thankful that we have a a, uh, wide collection of good friends We like to talk about Star Wars And we are welcoming in a new friend to our mist here on Force Center It is Nerd Soul, Michael Young, welcome Hey, what's up, guys? It's great to be here. Now, you might have uh, my thing. recognized uh, <laughs> uh, this man from uh, his appearances on Jedi Alliance with our friends John Rocha, Mark Donica. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of Jedi Alliance legacy at this table, so <laughs>
6: yeah.
4: we're happy Especially to have you. The, the, you. know the charter member, uh, the, the founder. the Co-founder with the wonderful <laughs> Maude Garrett, of course, but uh, uh, you guys are uh, doing great stuff over there with that, with that show, and uh, I know it's been on a little hiatus November, as you work rework, yeah. It. Good things coming, yes. At Good. least I can't
1: really talk about sure,
6: them, <laughs> but
1: yes, uh, most likely a new day and time. I know I can say that, yeah, and some new live, uh, live show tricks.
5: Okay, I like cool. live show. It's going to be an all cooking show, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: Star Wars cooking, starting with chicken stars from Burger King.
4: Oh. <laughs> nice, love it. Um, well, we have uh, we've brought in uh, uh, a good gaggle of people here to show some thanks for Star Wars, which is work we're gonna what what we're gonna do. I'm saying work. Uh, I'm drinking a little bit too much of that Thanksgiving whiskey already, um, but no, we're gonna show some thankfulness for Star Wars. And Joseph, we're, we're gonna be. Simple and to the point. Yeah. Hmm. This is the things we're most thankful for in
5: Star Wars. Yeah, which was a fascinating thought experiment to me uh, because we decided that we'd all come up with about five. Yeah. And usually we uh, list things and it's often just like what I like the most, but thankful is an interesting Choice to me, yes, hmm. yes. To be like, it's different to what you're thankful for is different than yeah, Yoda's my favorite character because right. favorite is different than thankful. <laughs> right? Mm. Absolutely. Ah, yes. Absolutely. Right? Right. I, Michael, before
4: uh, may I call you Michael sure, or do sure. I say Nerd Soul? Uh, either one. I, uh, I, every, it's so fluid. Everyone. Uses... I feel Nerd Soul is like your G.I. Joe code name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that could work. That could work. What is your favorite Star Wars character? My
1: favorite Star Wars character is Thrawn. Um, oh wow! Yes, Thrawn is my favorite character. Why? Adam, right? mm-hmm. Just the the chess playing, mm-hmm. the just the smarts. He doesn't have to be the villain where he has to like know kung fu or you know <laughs> shoot people really well. It's all mind games. He's mm. like the tactician. Uh, he's he's played this game and setting up the board for the next one while you're just getting your pawn out yeah. of the first
4: square. You know he's. He's just extremely smart. It's it's <laughs> such a great character an interesting character. And I think they're doing a great job in bringing it back, but
5: I I don't hear that as a favorite character, so that's different. I like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like that. He's he's the man.
5: Yeah, did this uh, did you come to him young? Did you read the books uh when you were um, young?
1: I got into the audiobook, I believe like last year. Oh, cool. Okay. And um I think like John Campion was talking about it or something. Yeah. So I was like, let me go in and read this audiobook. And the funny thing is, the whoever does the voice for Lando in that yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like they went to the 70s and got the most 70s <laughs> acting voice they could find. But um, it was still a still a great book, and I just love the way Thrawn came across. Yeah. And after that, he was just my favorite
4: character. I love it, and I'm so curious to see what that new book will bring. Yeah, yes. nice. yes, yes. Retcon and refix some things about Thrawn or reintroduce him in a new way. Uh, anyways, I just wanted to ask that, Michael, because we wanted to get a sense of who you are as a Star Wars fan, and we know you're an evil tactician. Well, <laughs> I'm good. still a
5: Jedi, but... Okay, but you, you respect know, the
4: enemy. I, I respect the... Which is kind of what Thrawn would do, anyways. Yeah.
5: But that could just be a mind game that you're playing with oh. us. Oh. Thrawn
4: like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a little manipulative.
4: You know.
5: yeah. So,
4: uh, with that, I think, Joseph, we should start diving into what we're thankful for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, Jennifer, do you want to start? Sure. Do you want to, uh, we, should we just go uh, yeah. down each, is, each other's lists or just one at a time? How would you think? Yeah, what do you think? Let's yeah.
5: format on air, Joseph. Yeah, let's format. <laughs> I think this was a discussion you and I and our whiskey should have had yes. before we hit record. Yes. And yet, this is why you come to Force Center, for the honesty. Yeah. We're the opposite of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're always almost too honest with you. Yeah. Uh, let's just go down the list. So Ch- we'll, let's hear all of Jennifer's. I okay. like that. Because then we'll know ahead of time if we have duplicates. Right. Uh, we can address right. them at the same time.
4: Do you so, want to
7: dissect them or just list it just, first and then we'll...
5: It, just start listing and explain
7: it. All I right. Like yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me dive in with... Uh, I am thankful for Frank Oz and all the Aww. puppeteers of Star Wars. Aww. For me as a kid what made Star Wars so magical were these puppets, because they were real. Yeah. And Frank Oz specifically, how he, I mean, he brought this character that could have been such a huge failure, this green <laughs> <Yeah>. muppet, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Right. And he gave it this this wisdom and and life and uh, history that was so powerful for me as a kid. Um, and then I just think about all the other puppeteers, you know, the people in, in Jabba, the six mm-hmm. people that it took to operate Jabba and his right. Tail, yeah. and of course Salacious B. Crumb and I'm just yeah. so thankful for them. S- S- Sally yeah. B. Sally B. They're
5: the guy in the tail, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Ever see right? that documentary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my things I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So. I think yeah. I think Frank Oz deserves so much credit for making all of Yoda's emotions work. Mm-hmm. But the moment of terror when he has the "You will be, you will be." Like I remember being as a kid, like. I know it's a puppet. But I'm so scared. <laughs> i was scared too. Yeah. He was, he so was powerful. real to me. Like,
1: he wasn't yeah. even a puppet to me. Like, he was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. When I mean, you're young, you're right, Jennifer. That's what's so important
4: about it.
7: Yeah.
1: You didn't, we all bought into it. Like, right. I was like, Yoda is this alien guy yeah. who's mm-hmm. old and he steals food. <laughs>
4: like, but he's super smart, too. He's wise. Yeah. <laughs> and, his, and his ears do a little bounce when oh he shakes. Yeah. Gosh, yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and just as like the idea of puppeteering and also acting as at the same time, it's like this real dance to be mm-hmm. able to do that mm. well. So okay. kudos to them. Uh, the second one is John Williams. Oh, there yeah. is no one mm-hmm. like him. And he really I'm, I think about as a modern composer, he uses something called a uh, Light motifs, which yeah. is basically, you know, this idea of a short recurring musical phrase. And he turned that into, you know, the Imperial March, mm-hmm. to the Jedi theme. All these iconic themes that you can just play it and you go, ah. Darth Vader. Oh, this you know takes me back to Han and Leia and mm-hmm. their love, their love for each other. So for me, John Williams, um, I will be so. I'm celebrating his life now, but I will be so sad when he leaves us. Yeah, you know, never, never. He'll never leave. No, never, never.
5: That's such a, a cool point about the light motif because he, whether it was his intention or not, it also makes it so powerful to be able to hear. Ten seconds, and you know uh, yeah. of, a, of something, and have the entire emotional reaction
4: mm-hmm. in ten seconds.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
4: absolutely. Love it's John just Williams. driven home that he's still so strong with the, with Ray's theme and what he did with Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, which again, I feel bad. I initially walked away saying
7: that wasn't as good as the other ones. I was
4: stupid. It's <laughs> magical. It's it is magical. Ma- <laughs> it's it magical. is
7: the Jedi steps that theme. It's, yeah, oh.
4: perhaps up there as, as I've said before, one of my favorite Oof, in chills. all of
5: music.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, going along that line, um, the Force for me—I am so thankful. Mm. Again, as a child, like the mysticism of the Force was really—it was powerful. Knowing that, like, you could harness something—that you know, bind bound the galaxy together, but right. it could also give you power. Yeah. And what you chose to do with that power, did you want to use it for you know, for good? Or... Right. And so as a kid, I was like, oh, I love this. If I could just be more like a Jedi, especially in <laughs> high school when I was going <laughs> through tough times, I'm like, I just need to be more like a Jedi and just be, flat, <laughs> be calm. Uh, it's easier said than done. So, yeah. The do you
5: have a, a specific memory of a time that you used your Jedi power to make something more positive?
7: Um yeah I think like in high school is is this notion of not giving into your anger and um and hate you know, but really, it's becoming almost more Zen-like, being more like a like a Buddhist, yeah, and really kind of just like <laughs> accepting things, mm-hmm. not showing too much emotion. Okay, As very difficult as a teenager, but I did try it, and yeah. I felt very good. Of course, I lapsed back into my emotional mm-hmm. self later
5: on. <laughs> Your age,
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <All> right. <laughs> but I so that.
5: you stayed out of vicious uh, fisticuffs in <laughs> high school.
7: You know me, always <laughs> ready to throw down.
5: <laughs>
1: well, that's funny because you actually did a great job at it. When I was younger. I just try to be, I just try to be wise for the sake of being wise because Jedi were wise. <laughs> I was probably just saying like a whole bunch of like corny things to like my mom and my brother, like trying to be like a Jedi, just walking around like I'm above it all.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I have no
5: c- attachment
4: to this, <laughs> <laughs> to my homework, mom. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you must unlearn what you have learned about making that dish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had
4: listed the Force as a possible option simply because I was thankful that as a kid I constantly. Believed it could be a, a thing that I could Actually achieve Meaning yep. like right. Force powers Or something like that I still
1: try it Every now still and then Still try <laughs> what? Right? What?
4: But the actual stuff Like sometimes You're like As a kid I was like oh my Gosh if I could only Make that Toy come over to me, yeah. So yeah. I loved it as a kid. I got I got myself lost in this world, fantasy mm-hmm. world of it.
7: Me too. Um, so uh, along those lines, the message of hope throughout Star Wars, um, growing up, that was very powerful. You know, size matters not. Mm-hmm. All these things, and even now, mm-hmm. well, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. when watching the new Rogue One trailer. Sure. Rebellions are built on hope. That brings a whole new meaning for me. Right. And I think it's, it's going to be when I watch it in theaters in December. Uh, right. With Not to get political, but, you know, everything that's been going on. So, right. yeah, the message of hope has been very powerful for me. And I'm very thankful for it.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. Something to grab onto, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been. I know that we have gone back and forth about the the trailer and how much they just make that idea explicit mm-hmm. by having the characters say it. Because like mm-hmm. the theme has always been there, right? Yeah, but it is it is interesting to see how it's going to play out to be explicit. Yes, mm-hmm. like that the characters are really really conscious of this. Mm. big theme.
7: Right, right. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Um, And the last thing is the fan community. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really, like, I am so thankful for you guys. I am Mm -hmm. so thankful for all the the fans that I have encountered over the years. And I'm always amazed at how good and kind and generous Star Wars fans are on on a whole. Right. You know, I mean, the things that that we come together for these causes. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Um, And so I can't imagine my life without it. Without you guys, thank you. That's true.
4: Yeah, you've already you've already made our guests cry in a good way. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, that is so true. That's so powerful. We'll come back, I'm sure, to talk more about that. Uh, uh, Mike, would you like to go next? The your list? Uh, sure. Um,
1: I'm going to start my list off with someone. Well, with a character, because I have a couple of characters in here, too. Someone that I hated the first time I saw her. Mm. Her name is Ahsoka Tano. (gasps) When I first saw her, I was like, she is for kids. She is to bring the kids in. I hate this. Mm -hmm. But now Ahsoka is probably one of my favorite Jedi. Yeah. Because we did get to see her grow. Mm -hmm. We did get to see her go through her emotional changes, becoming a Jedi to a degree, master. She didn't really become a master, but I mean, Left. she's kind of like a master in her own right. Yeah. Um, but just everything she went through, uh, her connection to the Clone Wars, and I know people might feel a certain way about the Clone Wars. You were in a safe
4: environment when yeah. yeah.
1: it comes to the <laughs> Clone uh, Super Wars I, think, yeah. I think the prequels are like cool moments wrapped in bad movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like a whole bunch of cool things, but not pulled together well. But uh, Ahsoka, just the way she became, like, I guess kind of like the example of what a Jedi should be. Mm-hmm. She she followed the Order, but she was also critical of the Order as well. And it just it just really, it broke me when she left the Order. Yeah. I understood why, and I would have dis- probably made the same decision, but it was just like, man, they really lost something. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think Ahsoka just represented not just a youthful quality, but a... A I guess honest quality about the you know the Jedi because I do think you know during the Clone Wars, they kind of lost their way, and yeah. I think ahsoka kind of stayed in the pocket of being a Jedi and um she's someone I'm really thankful for. Did because, you read that book yet? uh you're talking about the the, the, just the uh, yeah. title book yeah. yeah, no, I haven't read it yet it's All right, but I've heard that people are liking it, so it's great i'm I'm interested in it great. yeah, it's um, great.
5: Yeah. Okay. Continues her journey for sure, and yeah. exactly the kind of all the kind of stuff that you're talking about. It's really cool to go inside her head, you know, yeah. and really hear her.
4: And, and you and I share a similar Ahsoka journey. She's one of my favorite characters in Star Wars, and I started out too, going, "Oh, this snips yeah. thing's got to go,
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> got to
4: go." Uh, which is again a lesson I try to remind myself with Ezra. We're not there yet, but yeah. um, that character's growing as well too. So mm-hmm. it's a, a similar path. But yeah, same same thing. Yeah, yeah, great. So uh,
1: my next is Euron McGregor. Um,
4: it was a good one. Yeah. You've, again, come to a safe place.
1: <laughs> he, he was probably one of the better parts of uh, the prequels in general. Um, the care that he brought to the character of Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, and many times in the movies when I rewatch them, I can tell that he really cares. Oh, <laughs> about, yeah. <laughs> he really cares about his role. <laughs> um, and he just made, um, he makes a lot of the prequels watchable. Mm-hmm. um and especially when he goes on his um uh kind of like detective route yeah. in the um the second film the uh, attack of the clones, clones yeah. um just i i really love i'm like man this we don't need this other half of the story that we're dealing (laughs) with. I like like the detective thing, him tracking down this bullet and then going to uh, El Camino. Not El Camino. El Camino. (laughs) (laughs) He goes to Camino (laughs) in an El Camino. Camino. It's space El Camino. 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 Yeah, um, it's great. uh, Just seeing the way he took the role seriously. um, And even now, he still has uh, respect for the role. And um, he's kind of like excited about possibly coming back he better come back please disney make that happen yeah but um i i'm very thankful for him because due to the other actors that we had it could have been much worse yeah yeah it could have been much worse and i think he saves a lot of it for me Mm-hmm. Um,
5: yeah, I love the story of him actually helping other actors, too, because it's just such an actor yeah. thing. Like, you need to know where you're coming from, and it seems like some of the other actors were so frustrated with George, like, that they're not going to put in their own work to figure out where they're coming from. And I love yeah. what you're saying. I, I think it shows that Ewan McGregor is like, I have no direction, right. but I've decided that this is what the scene is going to be about, yeah. and I'm going to show it. And I love the story, I don't know if you've heard it, of him helping Daniel Logan, who was playing Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. And George Lucas was like, oh, you should be mad at Obi-Wan Kenobi when he comes to the door of your house on Kamino, or El Camino. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and Daniel Logan didn't know what to do. So Ewan McGregor allegedly uh, bent over and it's like, you should look at me like I just farted. Right. And then we got that great that's shot of him right. just kind of looking up. him like, yeah, what like, are you I doing guess. here? He almost yeah. gives yeah. him a little look up and down like, I don't want you here. Yeah, and it's not anger. It's, yeah. just, it's like, just like ah. this
1: weird little scoff yeah, that he gives. Weird him. little yeah. scoff. Yeah. And uh-huh. it's like,
5: yeah, thanks, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, specificity. He's the man. He's the man. I love um,
1: that. Uh, next up, of course, is Thrawn. Uh thankful for Thrawn. Uh, at a time because I kinda got onto Thrawn a little bit before Force Awakens mm-hmm. because it was like sometime like early last year. So, you know, Force Awakens wasn't out yet and mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. And it was kind of like a great way the Thrawn trilogy to kind of get back into Star Wars. Because the audiobook yeah. it has the sounds and everything. Yeah. The audiobooks are great. Like yeah. I don't know yes. why I was not up on audiobooks
6: <laughs> before. Like
1: it, yeah. it's it's like amazing it's like top quality like i guess old school radio yeah yeah you know a radio play, exactly exactly um but just uh just having a formidable villain i think i think something's been lost for having like long-term villains Hmm. um and this i mean i guess you know network tv or however however, i think long-term villains have been scaled back a lot Mm -hmm. uh in our pop culture and i think you know, they they mean something and we need them uh, because they're kind of, I mean, of course not forever because they have to lose sooner or later. But, no. you know, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the kind of one movie and done villain, I, I wish we could come back to have, like, someone who was around for, like, two seasons or yeah. someone who was around for three movies or something like that, you know. And uh, I think Star Wars usually does that very well. And with yeah. Thrawn, just he was just perfect for me and uh side note i'm hoping that we get to see Thrawn meet vader just in a scene together just them talk I- i'd like it to see be, how they yeah interact
4: it'd yeah. be a, a fantasy booking scenario yeah. type thing where it's like <laughs> wow these two guys get in a ring together like yeah. we never would see hogan versus rick flair in the <laughs> 80s
5: and it would be kind of
4: like yeah that. like just yeah.
1: kind of like you know to see how they act around each other, I think that would be cool.
5: I think we could get a sequel to Rogue One that's just all of Vader's business meetings. Because they love <laughs> business meeting scenes with Vader. And you but can I meet with be. all of the Imperials. My favorite yeah. thing, too. Critic, <laughs> get in here. Yeah. It's like you messed
1: up again? Choke time. <laughs>
5: Choke, time. <laughs> Choke
1: time. <laughs> time with Darth Vader. Great. <laughs> so um, next up on the list is another cool Jedi. Uh, probably one of my favorite Jedi besides Ahsoka, Quinlan Vos.
6: Yeah. He's oh. cool, love
1: it. Uh, You know, fly by the seat of his pants, uh, very, you know, just active, adventurous. Um, The opposite of like Kenobi. Even though Kenobi's cool, like Quinlan Boss is just like, Cool, like he like he drives like the red Corvette. Yeah, he like he drives the red Corvette with the top down. You know, everybody
4: wants to hang hair in the wind. hair
1: in the wind. You know, he's like you know he'll just figure it out when he gets there. He's that just guy and like when I got um I guess onto his kind of vibe in the Clone Wars animated Mm -hmm. series, I was like this guy is cool.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like see that. see more of this guy. Yeah, like like Kenobi would like take you out for a nice dinner, and he'd yeah. get you home on time, and it'd be really special and nice. <laughs> and Quinlan Voss, you're like, I woke up in Vegas. I yeah. uh, did
1: not expect that out of you. It's like at first, we went to see a movie, but then we yeah. went to Vegas, and yeah. I don't know what happened. We ended up here, yeah. <laughs> and um, then, of course, the Dark Disciple book yeah. uh, made me a bigger fan of him. Just yeah. uh, kind of seeing him, you know, leave come back fall in love all of these things Mm -hmm. um i guess if you haven't read the book sorry Uh, sorry. (laughs) spoilers (laughs) but um uh quinlan Voss is just like he's kind of like you know he rips and runs and i like i don't i guess we haven't seen that type of jedi before yes because all of the jedi were always stoic and they had you know this i guess kind of like quality about you know their you know you know, straight arrow kind of guy. Um, so he had some passion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then lastly is TNT. And this is why. When I was younger, I saw Star Wars on TNT for the very
5: first time. <laughs>
1: and TNT used to run rerun Star Wars
5: like... All the yes. time. Yeah. I thought it was an Ewok I hadn't heard of for oh, just a no. second no, when you said like, TNT. Yeah, I, know, like, TNT. No, I was like, no. <laughs> the <with> explosive <you. laughs> that took apart.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, back then, like, for, for anyone who's younger than, like, uh-huh. I guess 25, TNT, TBS, USA were, like, the original Netflix. Right. And, like, they would yes. play movies, like, all the time, like, you know, Back to the Future and all that. Like, E.T., they would play that stuff all the time. Right. And TNT would play, you know, Star Wars at least, like, two, three times a week. I do remember that. And... I got to see it all the time And it was just It was weird how they played they, Sometimes they would play it out of order yes. But just being able to see Star Wars you know, just any random
4: time Just turning on the TV during the summer It was great It's so comforting that, Yeah, yeah. Uh, When, when uh, was, was it, who was it TNT? Who was recently doing the, the Spike, whole, was it Spike, Spike? was doing the marathon, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you could just yeah. turn it on
5: You just get some Star
4: Wars and awesome And I had made no plans to watch anything And a sudden, oh, isn't it on? I was just doing some housework And then you just keep it on the whole day And it's comforting Yeah It's just there
1: Because the you time. just, like, stop for about five, ten minutes Like, oh, this is the part
7: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Watch your favorite moment. Yeah. I put down go my laundry and be yeah.
4: like, Oh, I wanna see this part.
5: Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. you have that thing where like your your love of one thing transfers to another thing? Like uh like the TNT bumpers that they played at the time, probably if you saw them you'd be like, Yeah, Star Wars Even though it has yeah. nothing to do with Star Wars, but you just associate it yeah. with it. Yeah.
1: So um that was that's something that I don't think people probably get a lot of now, even though they did make that deal for I think TNT made the deal, or mm-hmm. someone made a deal to get the you know the TV rights back, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so maybe some other little kid that's like eight or nine can see it for the first time, just randomly rerunning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I'd have to say the TNT for list. bringing me into the
5: fold.
4: That's great. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> very good list to be yeah. thankful for,
5: Joseph. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I give it a lot of thought to think about like the uh, the thankful thing of what's made the deepest impact on my like actual life and the first thing that jumped to me uh, was action figures uh, yeah were so much like the movie would have just been a thing that i saw and i thought about and i could look at the books and i could look at the pictures but the action figures is what made it a part of my life daily mm-hmm. from the time i was pretty much aware of existence because not only can you act it out but i spent so much time thinking about how can I get that one? What can I do to get money to get that one? Will that one be available? You just uh, you know, I've gone on and on about it before on Four Center about all a, the different life lessons I've learned playing it, with those it, action it, it, it's
4: figures. It's like as if Kenner taught you to, what to, to budget your allowance. He did. Have saving goals. This is uh,
5: this is a, a, a true story. In fourth grade, we were we were going to have a math class that taught us how to budget, and I had a little allowance from doing chores, and I got real uppity about it because like <laughs> I already know how to budget because I know how many I have to wait until they're two for one. At Kmart. Yeah, I and bought then,
1: five toys, okay? Mm, I have to you know them. exactly
5: what I can afford. And then, even growing up, when the, the Power of the Force was out mm. in the late 90s, that got me through like some, mm. I look back and did some rough times. Yeah. And now I remember them positively because I got through the rough times by thinking about which action figure am I going to get? Right. What's going to be that's available? A, that's a great, great great thing uh, and then my next one is similar to a lot of the ones that Jennifer picked uh, I picked Ben Burt
7: this is a great one. Oh, okay mm-hmm. I love because
5: I think there is we talk a lot about George Lucas had the ideas but it was all these other people who really pulled the package together to make it sing yeah. Marshall Lucas and the editing John Williams and the music um, it, but Ben Burt like mm-hmm. he created these sounds that could have been generic yeah. it could have been generic laser sounds and I don't think kids everywhere would be as excited to pretend they have a lightsaber if it wasn't for Ben Bart. Absolutely.
1: And even probably above the, well, the lightsaber sound is just iconic, but for me, that TIE fighter scream, man. That's right. That TIE fighter scream. Right. It's, yeah. You gotta, those sounds, everything came together perfectly for this. Yeah. For Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah.
5: The sounds were such a big part of making it feel like a, a relatable world, but a different world. Yeah. Right. That everything had its own iconic sound, and it was um, what you would expect it to be, but so unique.
7: Yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously, I think of the Ewoks and how he recorded these different people. <laughs> yeah.
5: As and, you should.
4: Oh,
7: yes. <laughs> my mind just goes there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And even, like, creating the language of Hades. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing why, why it also sounds so familiar, like you're saying, but it also sounds so different than what we are used to.
5: Yeah. And I'm just kind of thankful. And then he did, uh, I think, uh, uh, people don't give him credit, for the amount of editing work that he did on the yeah. prequels uh-huh. and I think there's a lot of great editing moments in the prequels and he put together a lot of the chases and basically did you know a lot of the directing. It is him that is
4: going showing the scene where they are in uh, Rick ship and they're moving they're
5: editing and moving the Pieces around, right? I think it's in yeah. the documentary. Yeah, and he did a lot of the animatics, you yeah. know. So, uh, yeah, so that you, so that before they even committed, so like he did yeah. a ton of work on like the pod race to be like, I think it should be like this. And yeah, like, yeah. So you know, some people don't like those things, but he did. He put a ton race, of work into it.
1: Pod race is amazing. It's it's a little long, <laughs>
6: but.
1: The scene is a little long, but the sound is the sound,
4: incredible.
1: Right, and the right. video game was sweet too. I had a Dreamcast. Yeah, video game was, the video game was <laughs> yeah. sweet
4: too. You're yeah. absolutely right.
5: The sound and the sound that goes to he created this this galaxy. Yeah, mm-hmm. sound. Just another another weird dude who did an amazing thing and affected us all. <laughs> um, the my next one is the Clone Wars animated series mm. because yes. yeah. I was I was trying yeah. to get around to. I don't want to say I'm thankful for the prequels. We talk about the prequels a mm-hmm. lot. We are, we have different, sometimes we call ourselves prequel defenders. Sometimes people have called us prequel apologists. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like an insult, but we you,
4: we have the new term I unveiled on Jedi, al- uh, Jedi
5: council, collider, th- Jedi council, which is prequelists. That is a mm. great term. And I'm so yeah. thankful that you invented it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure you to be elsewhere, but I <laughs> no, it's so, it's nice and mysterious of it's Yeah. What does that mean? A prequelist? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I I am very thankful for the prequels. I love yeah. them. I'm so happy that they exist. I, I, I see all the flaws with them. Clone Wars animated series made it so there are the prequel movies mm-hmm. and there's the prequel era. Yes. Yeah. And I have nothing against the prequel era. I love all of the characters. I love all the stories. I love all mm-hmm. the ideas. And because the Clone Wars animated series exists, there's a little bit of a distinction between just the movies and the era. And there's mm-hmm. I just think there's so much in that storytelling to love and so much that's being used in all of the new canon that's right. building on all of the stories we got to see. It's a great way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. The era.
7: Yeah. Something that really struck me was they did this uh, special screening with um, Dave Filoni, uh, the Clone Wars. It was a, the, what was it, the Dathomir, um Night Sisters arc oh, and yeah. Savage Oppress. Oh, and yes. they, they did a little screening, and afterwards they had this QA with all these kids. They were like six, seven, eight years old. These kids knew more about Star Wars than anyone I've. I mean, it was amazing how excited they were about the Clone Wars series. And that's when I went, Wow, this is they touching. They showed that to
1: six year olds. Like it was that, a little. It was a little, a little dark.
7: I remember oh, I was like, yeah. "This is Scary. awesome! Oh my Scary. gosh, there's young children!" But they, yeah. I think that that was a dark arc in the midst of like some other great things. Mm-hmm. And these kids were so engrossed with it. And to me, it was like, "This is the new era of Star Wars," and right. it was a great way to reach out to that young fan base. Yeah, was that series?
5: Yeah, and I think when people criticize George Lucas, you can point to that and go like, "But look at how much." Fun Fascinating Weird stuff He still had it in his brain Where he mm-hmm. would just like Get up and go have a meeting With Dave Filoni He's like oh, I'll do
1: this <laughs> Wow, That's amazing Yeah Yeah And speaking of the The Clone Wars And putting the sound together The sound of the The droid to cars Or whatever yeah. The lasers Whatever weird sound it is yep. I love that sound too Right I It's scary
5: Like there's yeah. a high Like uh, it sounds like Something's being punctured yeah, it, Like the air is yeah. being Ripped apart yeah, by yeah. it And it scares you
1: yep. but, uh Very very cool Very cool
5: Yeah yeah uh so my next one is a character one but i I want to be a little bit more specific uh I was thinking about the force and the themes, and so I picked a thing to be thankful for is Luke Skywalker specifically in Return of the Jedi. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, because I think that I mean not only does does the original got some trilogy fist pumping in the yeah. room yeah. now, yeah. oh, fist pumping thankful. That's as thankful as you should be always. Um, but yeah, he, he, Luke obviously has a great arc in the original trilogy, but mm-hmm. he, not only the culmination of the arc in Return of the Jedi, but so many moments where the thing where you were talking about Jennifer of. The first time we really got to see the way a a Jedi should be, we got a lot of lectures from Yoda in Empire, but then in Return of the Jedi, we got to see Luke really struggling Mm -hmm. to walk the path. You get the Mm -hmm. fantasy of the power, and you get the respect of being very, very calm, and you come to that ultimate moment where he decides the best thing to do is not fight. Mm-hmm. In that wonderful, especially, especially in the early '80s, where everything else in the movie was like a sweaty man with huge muscles will <laughs> kill an entire country for you, yeah. Yeah. and oh, now right. and instead it's like a rail thin guy mm-hmm. <laughs> who used to be nothing mm. wins by deciding not to fight. It's like so powerful. He just
1: wanted to get some power converters, and yeah, yeah and now he <laughs> ended
5: yeah. up here. and And I will say, I, I think my favorite moment in. Return of the Jotter with Luke Skywalker is that just that little half second look that he gives his lightsaber before he ignites it when he catches it off yeah. the sail barge. Mm. Uh, uh. My brother and I would watch that section again and again and again. Yeah. And in particular, he, you know, he spins up. It's so triumphant. Cool. He catches it. Most actors would just like, I caught the thing, so I ignite it and I go, right? And he takes it just half a look, look to like, uh-huh. Look. A little pleased with himself, yeah. I'm like all right, let's go. It's just a millisecond, but it fills my heart with joy, and it just feels like at any time, like I'm doubting myself, like that you're gonna have that moment though, yeah, where you do the big spin in the air and you catch the lightsaber and you have that look, like I got this, uh, and on you go. Yeah,
1: yeah,
4: love that. Love
5: that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's my favorite movie of the OT. Like that's it's my favorite moment is when he gives himself up to Vader, and because it's just he's arrived.
5: Yeah. yeah
6: you
1: know, and it's almost like I'll give myself up yeah I don't I don't need to run from these guys, yeah, and then him being like, You know, I realized that you were once Anakin Skywalker, my father blah blah blah, and then seeing like Vader deal with kind of like I failed my son, I failed everything like that mm-hmm. that's why that movie is my favorite for me. I watched that that I guess five minutes or whatever, you know. Like that, my father is truly dead.
5: Yeah,
4: it's a
1: heavy sequence. Yeah, it's, whoo, yeah heavy it's
4: sequence.
5: It's perfect. Love it, <laughs> love it. Uh, and then my last one this is our first repeat. Uh, was going to be um, the podcasts and the in the shows and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I would say in specific, Ken and I have talked about this, but like this, the, getting to do things like Force Center and Jedi Alliance and all this stuff like filled a, a really weird gap in my life where I have always thought about Star Wars a lot. I've had, at different points in my life, friends that I can talk to in depth about it. Uh, But then, you know, I'd go to conventions to perform, do comedy and all that, and everybody would be covered with Star Wars t-shirts, and like, that's great, I love Star Wars t-shirts. But uh, there was this weird dry period where I couldn't get anyone to engage with Mm -hmm. me to go like Mm. super nerd deep and actually (laughs) talk about things like Mm -hmm. what's going on in Vader and Anakin's mind in that moment when Luke is standing up to him as his son, and people would just be like I have these lightsaber chopsticks and like great love the lightsaber chopsticks love all the ephemera but for me like I want to enjoy Star Wars at every level from the surface down to the deepest and I get to go so deep with you guys yeah uh, and and with the people who kindly listen to us and make it viable for us to continue doing this I
4: remember those dark days of the early 90s yeah, you know, whereas it was me and my friends and that was about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, again, a lot of Star Wars friends out there, but the times have changed because nerd culture has taken over for sure. But and The internet but, has connected us. Yeah. Exactly.
1: You know, yeah. so now it doesn't have to just be like with me. It was the one kid that I knew on my block right. that would nerd out with me because even though I played sports, the people that I played sports with, you know, right. most of the people that I played football with are not. Going to talk about X-Men, Star Wars, (laughs) Star Trek, Star, uh, you know, yeah. Anything, you know, <laughs> they're just not going to do it. So I had this one kid. We'd sit in the middle of the street and just talk and just talk about Star Wars and anything geeky. But now with the internet, yeah, you can just find someone on Twitter and say, "Oh, you like this? So do I." Right. And so then you amazing. know, or yeah. argue about you know, yeah. you know whether Leia should have did this or not.
4: Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Right.
5: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Th- thanks, guys. Aww. Aww, Aww. thankful. Aww. 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 Um. <laughs> It's a great list.
4: It
7: is a good list, oh, as thank always. You, you guys thank are you. doing yeah. great. You, this <laughs> homework
4: assignment's done really, really well. Um, um, my list is, is is similar as it would be with all of us, but I'll start with uh, same thing. I start uh, connection across many lines, and I don't just mean what might divide us uh, in, in in certain categories or boxes that you check. Just as humans to humans, uh, I use the example when I went and saw John Williams, and I oh, hate yeah. I hate going to crowds. I hate I, I, if I see movies. It's late on a Sunday night. I'm in the back row by myself. So, to go see John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl actually triggers some anxiety. I'm not an anxiety-ridden person, but it's one of those things of, like, am I going to sit next to people I don't like? Is my experience going to be I'm ruined? i to go to that. I've been out here for five you months. You Oh, it's That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think I told the story when I went, but there was a family behind me, and yeah. and, and it was, like, very young kids. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. One in a Rey costume, one in a Kylo Ren, and they uh-huh. were hitting me in the head with a lightsaber and everything. <laughs> and that, that could have been a bad situation. Absolutely. That could have been a, you're ruining my night, control your kids, all that kind of stuff. But because we were there for John Williams, but more specifically, let's be honest, he's, his catalog stretches across a lot of things. Yeah. It was Star Wars, and it was a Star Wars-heavy performance. I turned around and was able to have this conversation with first, like, a four-year-old. And then his parents, who were younger than me, which is scary. Um <laughs> And, and then the people around us, and then it just, you realize that we are connected by this thing, and it's this yeah. love of this stupid, stupid little silly space saga, right? Yeah. But it is like you said, Joseph, that to make those connections, how many times, Jennifer, you've got a nice Star Wars shirt on, how many times have you been walking around a Target or grocery shop and lost in your world, and someone goes, hey, nice t-shirt? Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and and that and immediately, ah, yeah. And and it could be other fandoms, too. But with Star Wars, it is something big and powerful. Uh, you know, Michael I was someone I, uh, it embarrassingly, I, I had seen you on Jedi Alliance, but I hadn't met you in person. We were going to um, L.A. Comic-Con the second day. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were on the same Train the subway. We didn't oh, know really. oh. coming up, and uh, I was walking out, and I uh, he was a nice gentleman and kind of held the door open for me, and I went, "Hey, thanks." And he didn't. And also he's like, "Hey, I recognize you." And I thought, I thought you were like a schmo fan. I get that. So, hey, I'm here. And I was like, "Oh, you going to the panel?" He's like, "No, no, I'm an idiot. I'm the guy in Jedi Alliance." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and so, for the next few minutes, a man I've never met before, he and I just were able to go into a conversation about Star Wars. Yeah, and become friends over something simply as you like green lightsabers, <laughs> like you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is uh and that is what I think Star Wars does so well yeah. connections across many lines that's
0: Real noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
4: Said though, I have a silly one here. Excellent. I am thankful for capes, cloaks, and masks. Oh, that is a Ooh. good yes. one. Yes. All right. Who, and uh, mostly it's with the Empire, and uh, it's a weird time to say I identify with the Empire more, but I, <laughs> I, I love order, and I love those crisp uniforms. So, weird thing to say. Uh, I love well, my monster do, well, do their yeah. laundry, right? Yeah, does yeah. um, its laundry. But it's like, going back, I'll be so embarrassed, going back to when I was seven, to now, I might have a towel on after shower, draw my hair, and the towel will fall to my shoulders, and I walk around thinking, ha, ha, I'm a director of the Death Star, <laughs> or I'm a Jedi, I'm Lando <laughs> Carisi, walking around. And uh, one of the best things about Kylo Ren, when we heard there was going to be, you know, there's going to be a bad guy, and you see the first design comes out. The first thing was, that's a cool mask. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, yeah. I want that mask. Yes. And I have that coffee mug. I have all this Kylo Ren stuff simply because that mask. Yeah, that right. mask is serious. And Vader and Boba Fett and all those kind of stuff. So does as it goes back to as a kid on the playground. It is those cool things that you want to wear.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking of that promo shot of Lando where he is making cape magic. <laughs> that's that weird <laughs> promo shot where he's got it. He's got it mm-hmm. grasped in both hands, and he yeah. kind of he looks like he's yeah, running yeah, off to. Yeah. He's got some business somewhere, but he's. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah.
1: uh Yeah. I made up a hashtag, Cape Game Strong, yeah. for, um, I can't even think of the actor's name now, but in Rogue One, who, he's walking around, and he's just, uh, the like, the cape is floating on the water on the beach. Oh, credit. 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 Yeah. 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 credit. And then main bag. Also, yeah. that, uh, that one shot when he's in the room by himself, and yes. he's like, he has, like, his pimp cane. Yes. And, yes. The, and he's, I'm like, like I'm up. like, now, that yeah. is prom smooth. <laughs> like, that is prom level smooth. Like, right. even outside of Star Wars, like,
4: I'd wear that and be like can, say something can we start uh, a hashtag in honor of Michael here the hashtag Krennic is prom strong
6: yeah. can we do that that's a
4: great way to say it yeah but that, but that's a great thing that's what yeah. I mean it's like that's what it means Krennic he's an administrator really he's a guy who's building this Death Star but he looks villainous and cool yes. and in control how
5: boring would he be without a cape
4: can you imagine exactly yeah. Yeah. that is not even a joke
5: he'd that need is a hat a, of some yeah. kind and a cape's much better yeah. absolutely wow. absolutely. Uh,
4: next on my list, going back to the playgrounds and going to my childhood. Uh, Empire's my favorite, but Jedi was the first one I saw, and it is the end battle, the three-way battle in Jedi. Mm. Uh, I feel I'm cheating a little bit, but say, yeah, this whole sequence, but I'm thankful for it because, number one, it's really cool. Um, Hoth is maybe my favorite battle sequence as an adult, but as yeah. a kid, uh, on the playgrounds, that was part of the thing we were reenacting. Yeah, uh. we like jumping off into the Sarlacc pit, but and, and, and there's something... <laughs> just cool about this lightsaber battle with one of my favorite moments, which is the the long shot as the chorus sings and, and Luke is fighting back against Vader. and then But then you're in the... Uh, A-wings are taking down TIE Interceptors and all these things and then yep. you're on Endor and, 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 and you've got all these things going at once and it just captivated me as a kid and gave us so much room to play with on the on the playgrounds, which helped develop the love of Star Wars going on. Yeah, nice. I, I love that last sequence. Um, in the same vein, the second thing, second last thing on my list is... More recent, it's the ending of The Force Awakens. Nice. (gasps) Hmm. Simply because it was a brave choice, we've discussed before. Yes, as I mentioned on Star Wars Counseling Live at LA Comic Con, I'm (laughs) disappointed. We don't get Luke and Han and Luke, Han, and Leia one last time. We'll get Luke and Leia, I'm sure, again, but at least we hope. But it was a brave choice, but it was that journey... And it's not just about Ray anymore, but it's Ray's journey and what it meant. And I talked about Luke Skywalker, I thought he was a myth. And then, well, well kid, you're the one that's going to be going finding Luke Skywalker. But <laughs> every time I've seen Force Awakens now, 14, 15 times, is now something I just put on to watch in the yeah. background. I will stop, and I have to watch. You mentioned Jedi Steps. Jennifer, that is my favorite song from that set. Rays theme is great, but Williams really outdid himself because it so captures that last ending, and I could get emotional. I could probably get myself emotional talking about it, of that moment, of that lightsaber being handed to the man who who needs to come save the galaxy or teach her to save the galaxy. We don't know. It's all of the above, and it is such a powerful moment and a brave moment because it's unlike anything we've seen in any of the movies. Yeah. 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 Unlike because anything.
1: Looking back at it, I'll be honest. I'm I'm glad with the way the movie came out. Yeah. But remember how um, when they were fighting in the forest, hmm. Kylo Ren says, "Give that to me. That's mine." Right. When the lightsaber <laughs> flies, yeah. If Luke caught that and said, "This is mine." I would have I yeah. took off. Right. <laughs> Cheering, <and> stroke <laughs> like, like, cheers. Like, no, this is yeah. mine. Yeah. I would have been done. I would have yeah. yeah. took off running. <laughs> I would have been like, yes, yes, yeah. But of course, you know, this is about Ray, yeah. the younger, you know, so we have to let that happen. But yeah. man, every now and then I think, like, how would I have reacted? Yeah, we've
5: talked we've talked about it here that uh, <laughs> no. I I am of the opinion that Abrams did that on purpose mm. to yeah. make a lot of us hardcore people think it was going to Luke. I yeah. thought it was so it, we yeah. had you know, this great stew of emotions yeah. Yeah. in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and that's a great moment, which I think again pays off here at the
4: end. And I love yeah. I will I will watch Ray, Daisy Ridley, handing that lightsaber with tears in her eyes to Luke, who is not necessarily accepting it or it is and is sighing and is really believed all these weird emotions in that face in that face of Mark Hamill who who we grew up in a generation where Mark wasn't as good as an actor as the other ones and Eh, maybe, but I also kind of disagree because no, I, I think he did so paid. much in that moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love and I'm so thankful for that ending of The Force Awakens. And the final thing, simple going back to one for me, it is an epic saga to crawl into for inspiration of all sorts. Um, you could mention the times right now, you could mention childhood, you could mention feeling alone as a nerd on a playground, um, and wanting looking out to the suns, uh, twin sons of a planet, and wanting more. Lucas, you know, will deny that Skywalker was him and Modesto, but you can't. Can't separate the <laughs> fact that yeah. that was the guy, and then and there's so many different things at different points in your life you can crawl into that Star Wars nerd bubble and find comfort and meaning in the story. And mm. I think Rogue One just gained a whole lot of meaning. And and uh, but there's also going to be other things in there you might pick from it, and it and it can be a wide berth of reactions from a wide berth of people to these stories. And um, yep, it's it's Joseph Campbell myth. It's all those kind of things. But simple. Myth Storytelling is why it works. And I'm so thankful for George to give us this
5: story to crawl into.
4: I love that. Man, I'm getting
7: emotional.
5: Yeah. (laughs) After this, the sun is just setting as we're recording this. We can all go stand on my balcony. Yeah. (laughs) But put put our leg up and we can stare at the sunset. Yeah, it's because, you know,
1: like you say, it is this silly little, you know, silly little silly little story. Capes and laser swords. But they put so many themes Mm -hmm. in there. That allow you to argue, allow you to discuss, allow you to debate. Mm-hmm. So it becomes deep. Because then yeah. you can talk about, oh, well, the kind of love between Han and Leia. Mm-hmm. Well, you could go down a romantic and say, yeah. well, is this the kind of relationship that could ever work in that environment anyway? And you could just have a whole argument about that. <laughs> or, you know, the uh, the light and dark. Mm-hmm. And is there room for Grey? When is there right. room for Grey? So. On the surface, you can be like, "Oh, well, this is just silly nerd stuff." Yeah. But when you when you properly place themes in films, then it gets deep, yeah. and you know you allow the the user well, not the user, the viewer, <laughs> like, like, the coder, and me. Yeah, but, yeah. You, uh, you allow the viewer to kind of, I guess take on the life of that story themselves. Yeah. And it's cool.
5: Yeah. Star Wars has a great user interface to combine both (laughs) your worlds. It really does. It's like that little astromech droid arm that just inserts and turns. And then
4: inserts and turns and does whatever. It's amazing. (laughs) The power. Uh, So that is our list, but out there listening to Force Center, we want you to start uh, over the next couple days leading up to Thanksgiving or whenever you're listening to this. It could be months after. We don't care. It's always a good time to be thankful to Star Wars. Tweet us. Use uh, the hashtag Force Center and let us know some of the things you're thankful about in Star Wars and maybe we can all read them over a uh, a cyber turkey dinner together. (laughs) We can all sit down and enjoy it there. Uh, great list! You guys did a great job. Good stars on your homework sheets. Thank you, Ken. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll all have a homework star next door.
5: Yeah, two sons. Yeah, we got yes. a little
4: time left if, if, uh, yeah. if we're good here. I think uh, as as we uh, wrap up the show in the last few minutes, we got some audience questions. Joseph, as always, people can go to Twitter and follow us at Four Center Pod. Use that hashtag Four Center or sometimes the hashtag Four Center Pod. Both work. We'll find both. And on our Facebook page as well, like and then you can write us there.
5: Yeah. we got some great audience questions, and they run the gamut from silly laser swords and capes to deep, deep thoughts. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with a relatively deep one from Demetrius Saxon, Saxonicus. Saxonicus. <laughs> I'm back up i run at that. Demetrius Saxonicus, which is a great <laughs> name. Thanks for having me see it. At my Santhers is his Twitter handle, and he asks... If it truly was Palpatine who created Anakin, was he attempting to create a Sith dynasty? That is the only way I can rationalize his perceived affection and compassion for Anakin. I love that question. Uh, It is a very deep question. Uh, I feel like a lot of what, what I assume... He's talking about, is there great moment in Revenge of the Sith when he's picking up Anakin's charred body and has that moment where he just kind of touches him tenderly. It's the only time we ever see Palpatine (laughs) do anything kind of tender. like, oh, I used the Force to make you, (laughs) and now look at you. This is terrible. Uh, So the heart of the question, though, is what what do you guys interpret Palpatine's intentions to be by creating not only a tool of the Sith... Mm-hmm. But also maybe a sort of a childlike figure. Mm. That's
6: a good question. For me, it,
4: it starts with I'm always you know the, the rule of two. When you go into that kind of stuff, yeah. Every time you enter that situation, it's like if I if I am the 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 master and the apprentice in this situation. If I'm the master and I look at you, Jennifer, as the apprentice, in the back of my head, I know I took out my own master, so I have to assume. You're doing that, so am I buying into that being the plan? Yeah. Almost in this weird kind of parental role, like we, you know, you're a mother, you have a child, you know, at some point you'll be gone from this world and the child will move on and carry on your name, so do you buy into that as a Sith? And I'm like, oh, Anakin, I, 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 the Force brought you to me and you're the next to carry on my plan and my line, or do you... Forget that, and yeah. just I need Vader. I need Anakin to rule the galaxy. I need its power.
5: Yeah. yeah, I like. I think it is more the rule of Sith of like you're. He is. You know, we've got some stuff like in the Tarkin mm-hmm. book where he he wants a powerful Sith uh, ally so right. he can d- uncover more secrets of the dark side, and he wants Vader to mm-hmm. try to overthrow him so he can be dominant in that cycle of weird, abusive yeah. power and yeah. relationship that yeah. that is a Sith can be there. But I do like the idea that just like our good guys are tempted by the dark side, mm-hmm. our bad guy can be tempted by the light side. Yeah. And that maybe there's a chink in his evil armor where it's like, I've got this ultimate Sith who's yeah. going to help me unlock all of the power and all the secrets. But at the same time, it's like, I, I kind of made him, so I have a little bit of this tender <laughs> spot for him. Because like maybe I, maybe I should have just thrown him out instead of encasing him mm-hmm. in armor when he's not as powerful anymore. Right. But right. I keep him around, so I think there's a little, just a little bit of... Mm, yeah. Uh-huh. What, Jennifer, uh, Michael? You have thoughts? Yeah. Um,
1: I always wondered if there was an idea later down the line for him to try to uncover some mystery of like, uh, like conscious transference or something. Oh, yeah. And to build a way to live forever because mm. it was kind of mentioned before, and I figured, you know, hey, if you made Anakin. I wonder if there was a roundabout way, maybe later on, some story that didn't ever get uncovered, that maybe we would try to raise him up to be extremely strong, and then when I'm old and weak, put my consciousness into his, and I can continue to live Mm. forever, just continue making sort of clones, or sort of hosts for my... You know, ultimate Sith knowledge or something like that. Yeah, that's
5: absolutely Um, an unnatural power that he could want to have. Yeah,
1: so, because, of course, when you're playing around with powers of being able to kill people, being able to bring people to life, I always wondered, like, if that was something that would come to play later on. Mm -hmm. Um, But we never, of course, heard of that. But I always wondered if that would be something that they would play on, like, he was there to just kind of, like, be his his host
4: for yeah. later on. I, I like this theory because I envision Michael being up late like two in the morning, scrawling <laughs> this with a pen on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> is Palpatine trying to find a
5: host body? <laughs> doing the math on a clear <laughs>
6: board. <laughs> yeah,
7: Yeah. Jennifer,
5: <laughs> do you have any thoughts?
7: I think that I go back to the rule of two as well, which mm-hmm. is almost like you know that you're taking on this apprentice and you're going to basically sacrifice yourself for the, for the greater cause. Mm-hmm. I don't really see him being capable of that. I think that's why I think Think that your theory michael is so right on because it's like he still wants to be up in the mix he doesn't want to go anywhere so he'll figure mm. out a way to still kind of be present um and the notion of like him having some sort of tender feelings towards anakin <laughs> eh. there, i mean when you become a parent you're forced to be you know come selfless and yeah. that is something that palpatine, that palpatine is not, not capable of yeah good
4: insight yeah.
7: Good insight yeah. from a
6: from a <laughs> he's, mother. He's,
1: <laughs> he's capable of manipulation and yeah. um, just, I don't know, outwitting government people. Yeah. Like, That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. Government people. Uh, yeah. Maybe like I'm reflecting on my own
5: dysfunctional family relationships. <laughs> <laughs> like, he really bugs me, but I want to have him around so I can just <laughs> fight with him all the time. That's great. So not, maybe That's more great. of a sibling relationship <laughs> than that. Okay, so our next question is a not as deep, uh Jake Howard says, here's a super deep question, ironically, who has the best lightsaber hilt? Mm. Jennifer,
7: I go back to when I was making lightsaber bubble wands for my daughter's birthday, sure. and I realized, oh, I'm going to try and make them screen accurate to all the different tilts. <laughs> as that you, was as a you should. terrible idea. Yeah, trying to cut duct tape to make it. Uh, the one that I like because it was the easiest to make, and for me, I always go back to it. Would be Luke Skywalker's his green lightsaber.
5: Okay,
4: mm-hmm.
7: in Jedi, I mm-hmm. like that one.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here because that's my answer too. Really. Simple, straightforward. Yeah. Um. Dooku's curved blades, Asaj's, Ventress's, uh, Ahsoka Tano's. I like her white lightsabers with the good her hilt that she is building herself, all that kind of stuff. Cool, great. The one that ignited my passion was that one on the sail barge. Yes. That yeah. was the first moment. And I'm glad that deleted scene didn't get put in the movie where he builds it. I'm yeah. glad that's the first time. You're so right about that moment, Joseph, when he looks at it. As a kid, it was like. What's going to happen oh that's going to happen' that's that gonna laser's going to come out of it <laughs> yeah he's Love got Luke's.
5: this, and it's green, yeah, yeah. and I, there, there's so much i mean the the Luke's lightsaber that it, which is now Rey's lightsaber has some it's a great <laughs> almost aesthetically, I like that one better because I like the flow of energy that it has uh just like from actual like design point of view that <laughs> there's nothing to disrupt the energy because there's no sort of cup uh on oh, the okay. emitter uh. But the yeah the green blade in Return of the Jedi, the fact that it looks a little bit like Obi Wan Kenobi's, mm-hmm. and that lets you imagine did Luke do that on purpose? Right. right. There's just so many different things that I always do come back to the yeah. green lightsabers being my favorite. Absolutely. <laughs> how about you, Michael? Ahsoka's. Okay. I
1: like I like how she flips it backwards and forwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like she's man. She's just so agile and everything, and the way she, the way she just whips them around, the way they look. Like even when they're not lit, they just look yeah. cool to me. Um, Asajj for a second, yeah, yeah. Uh, because there's something hashtag don't tell my wife. There's something very sexy and evil about Asajj's voice. It's like evil sexy. Yeah, it's, it's something. I don't know. It's something about her as, voice.
4: As someone who's generally attracted to goth women or suicide girls, I can <laughs> I can understand where you're coming.
1: There's some when she talks. It's just like. Do you like me, or are you trying to kill me? <laughs> but but uh, I like uh, yeah. Asajj's uh, hilts. Uh, my favorite, then Asajj's. After that, I know they have the kind of like curve to it, but yeah. I don't know. I just think it's kind of cool. And then of course, you know Luke's because it's just the standard. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like this is your basic lightsaber that yeah. you know anyone should be able to trust. It's tried and true. Yeah, I like
5: that yeah. I like Palpatine's as well too because it's just Ooh. it's uh, yeah. it's elegant. It is yeah, not. and I feel all the same things that you feel about Asajj Ventress's voice about Palpatine's. <laughs> and, uh, and I've told my wife, I "Find that voice sexy." So you're in for some rough pillow talk, sweetie. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, wife. Uh, feel your. Anger. <laughs> I'm sorry, my feet are cold. Uh, next question is from Sam Haval. No. Why do you think everyone has a theory about who Snoke is? Does he have to be someone we've seen before? Why not just be an entirely new character love the show thanks sam um and I, I think you know we've we've talked plenty about our guesses about who Snoke is, but I think Sam asks a really interesting question in that why do we why are why do we need to have a theory Mm-hmm. Because it's fun. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but that's, but that's it. It's that's a good,
1: because because elegant right. answer. It is yeah. fun. It's just fun to just make up stuff like, oh, I know who he is.
4: It's, yeah. it's just fun. It fuels clickbait articles and videos. Yes, I know yeah, it because I'm true. writing some of my stuff at work, too. We have a lot of <laughs> Snoke Theory videos. But I, I think that's, again, we talk about nerd culture taking over. Yeah. Um, I don't know if in the 80s we would have been as enthralled with this. We would have just been like, oh, I guess the next movie we'll find out. But because... Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, and all these things come around yeah. and everything has theories and a lot of the stuff is now put into it. I say one of the things I love about Force Awakens, despite maybe a, a lather, rinse, repeat plot at times, uh, whether you agree with that or not, um, is that it expanded the lore, it gave us things to crawl into in yeah. more modern nerd times, Snoke being perhaps the second one behind Rey and her, her lineage. So I think that's why I'm actually slowly coming to the point where I'm okay with if it's a new character. Yeah. I don't need yeah. it to be. Charger. I
1: really, I really hope it's new because that gives us a new mystery to figure out. Yeah, like where is he from? What is this planet? More like, books. Is, um, yeah, that's right. You know, right. like d- is he special in the Force or something? Like even, mm-hmm. um, uh, like you were talking about with the Knight Sisters. One thing that I loved about that is that you have now you have this weird thing that's like sort of comparable to the Force, right. maybe. You know, and it's but they're also kind of like just basic witches, but they're like
5: yeah. extremely strong. I think too. they'd be very insulted if well, you yeah, like, <laughs> that's you're, like, you're Especially, basic especially like that double voice lady is like <laughs> yeah.
1: like what did you say? And it's like, oh, Tal- is that a woman yeah. or yeah. is that you a woman or is go. that the <laughs> devil? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh so it's like kinda comparable to the force, but it's yeah. it's weird in that way. So I Yeah, I I have to say, I I hope it opens a a new mystery for us. Like, where's he from? How'd he get like this? Um, Why is he so elusive? Um, You know, all those things.
5: I think the cool thing about it uh, for me is I think fun is the right answer. But I think it is just that now we as fans, we lead the story a little bit. And I think the fascinating thing is The Force Awakens, in the way the story was told, it didn't invite a mystery. It was there was no moment where it sort of left a lingering shock inviting you to ask a question. It was just a new character in a new trilogy, and we haven't learned anything yet, so it yep. wasn't posed as a who done it who is it It was just like Here's a guy you haven't learned a lot about, yeah. and we're all like, "It's a mystery." Like, <laughs> the film didn't say it was yeah, a mystery. The, yeah, the yeah. Film we decided we did. because we're kind of half driving the car now, our own yeah. uh, expectations as fans. Yeah, yeah Jennifer, right. what are your thoughts on it?
7: Uh, this is a great question because I think about this as well. Why is everyone so, you know, concerned about who Snoke is, who Rey's parents are? But I think you're like you're right. It's because it's fun to kind of speculate, and part of it too is like I'm used to knowing knowing everything in some sense. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> you know about Star Wars? Well, I. Yeah. I not yeah, yeah. me personally But I think all of us As fans Like we want to know What is the answer yeah. I had Some family members So who who really is Snoke I'm like I, I don't know And that was very difficult For me to say Like <laughs> I didn't I mean I have some theories
1: That's but... the cool thing About the new movies Is we're going into films That like You can't quote Yep You can't You don't know Back and forward You mm-hmm. can't say This is my favorite part mm-hmm. You can't it's just like kind of weird because Star Wars was always something like I know all of this, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I've seen this tons of times. Yeah. I know exactly what's going to happen next. And so, it, it, you're right. It is kind of like this weird place where it's like. I don't know. Yeah. He's a guy that, I don't know, got in a bad fight back in the day. Yeah.
5: That's it.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it's exciting. I'm excited yeah. to learn who he is and where yeah. he came from.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Our final question is from Jasper Elways. Uh, he's at 00jules uh, on, uh, on Twitter. And he has a very important question that I wanted to get uh, Jennifer's input on. Mm. Who would win mm. in a fight? I would assume, 100 Ewoks or 30 Wookiees.
7: This is going to keep me up at night. I mean, really, I can play this out because...
5: such <laughs> <laughs> your soul,
4: lander, you Ooh. know the answer.
7: I mean, one would think the 100 Ewoks, um, but the Wookiees are incredibly intelligent. Um, they're great at technology, yeah. So maybe they might use that, in so- but as we know, who cares about technology when you're fighting against Ewoks? Yeah, see, there, there. I'm just, I don't know.
5: Well, you go, go, yeah. <clears throat> go. I'll you, go. Well, I'm going back to Michael's uh, very early at the beginning of our podcast here, talking about Thrawn. I think the Ewoks have a better a manipulation game, a better uh, mental manipulation game. Mm. I think they hide. I think they look cute. I think every once in a while, depending on which edition, they blink at you to try to charm you. <laughs> And they lull you into a false sense of confidence. And I think the, the Wookiees would think, we got this. We got this. We're got we fighting 50 Ewoks, right? And like, no 50 more are hiding. Mm. And the Wookiees would just be terrified. Mm-hmm.
7: Height, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you think about it, like, they could just do good around their ankles or something and tie <laughs> them up or, I don't know. I think that the height might be a factor.
1: I, okay. Uh, if we're going head up and say we're an indoor or, like, a foresty planet. Right. Um... I take out the technology part because really the reason the empire lost against the Ewoks is because the Ewoks were fighting a guerrilla war, they knew the land. If if the if the empire knew the land, they probably would have won. But I think this is a case of wolves versus dogs. Mm-hmm. I think Ewoks are Ewoks are ferocious. They but <laughs> but wolves are just it's a whole different game Mm -hmm. they're larger they're faster quicker smarter like and they also have i'm assuming because since they're you know i guess you know animals whatever they have the same senses of hearing and sight and smell and all that i think i think it's bloody but the i think I gotta give it. I gotta give it to the Wookies, man. I gotta give really? it to
4: them. it's like a special edition of databank, bro. <laughs> uh, I'm going simple as we wrap up here, and I'm sorry, Jennifer. Thirty Wookies would defeat a hundred Ewoks. Right. It would be close. <laughs> to, to, in terms of sports, I know you played sports. I'm a sports guy too. It's home field advantage. If yeah. we're on neutral ground. Ewoks, I don't think they have a chance against the brute force of 30 wookies. If this was 10 to 100 to 10 or 100 to 15, but 30 is a pretty big number of wookies.
1: 30 isn't bad at all.
4: Yeah 100, 100 <laughs> ewoks it, I'm not saying Jennifer it's not it's not easy.
6: Yeah. It's not a
5: going away. Easy yeah. victory here, but like like Michael said, going to be bloody. We're gonna go, we're going into Thanksgiving, so I'm just going to throw out one other re- way that the Ewoks could win. Yeah. Okay? Right. The <laughs> Wookiees are coming from right. They've got they've clearly got a power and strength advantage. Right. Right. But the Ewoks have a trick up their sleeve. They pull out a little video uh, communication device and they throw it on the ground. And it plays like in the holiday special, a oh. video <laughs> of a sexy. Twilight dancer. I don't think it was a Twilight dancer. It's just a lady dancing. Just a sexy. It's it's Diane Carroll. Not even dressed as a Twilight dancing And half the Wookies right there just sit down to watch. They're just captivated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's
5: cheap. (laughs) Very cheap. cheap, Very cheap.
1: It's, it's a smart play, though. It's a smart play. <laughs> I'll take it. Smart they play. are, hashtag don't tell my wife, they are quite tantalizing, if you will. Wait, <laughs> uh, the Wookiees? Oh, no. Uh, oh, Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. and Diane Carroll. And, and right. Carol. Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll no. still looks good. She like, it I, looks
7: amazing. Like, yeah. I, was yeah. like,
1: I, was like, I was like, wow. Yeah. Did yeah. she, like, freeze herself? In the <laughs> yeah, like, she's sleeping cocoa butter or something? I don't know what she
4: does, but... It's working. Well, I hope, Jasper, we answered your question there. I think great we did. One. I think we did, as guys. As thoroughly as we could. This has been a great episode. It's a holiday Thanksgiving edition. We we know you're thankful for Star Wars out there as well. Don't forget to uh, tweet us at, uh, yeah, at Force Center Pod at hashtag ForceCenterPod or hashtag Force Center or hashtag Don't Tell Michael's Wife a thing about <laughs> this episode. And uh, let us know what you're thinking for in Star Wars and let us know who you would take 100 Ewoks or 30 Wookiees or maybe Joseph will actually finally get down to that and do that in a special massive
5: databank brawl
4: Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) guys uh, thanks again for joining us uh, especially to you Michael joining our Force uh, Center family here let everyone know where they can find you and all the wonderful things you do
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram Twitter Facebook at That Nerd Soul, one word, or you can find me at uh Thursday nights on Afterbuzz, uh, following up Blind Spot, and you can just search Nerd Soul
4: on YouTube. As I did after I met you on the train, I was like, who is this guy? He knows <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Jennifer, thank you for uh, being here today. I'm thankful for that.
7: Aw, and I'm thankful for all of you guys. Aww. Aww. Hugs, Wookie Hugs. <laughs> You can find me on all the social media sites at Jennifer Landa.
5: Mr. Scrimshaw uh, you guys can find me on all the social media Twitter and Instagram in particular is at Joseph Scrimshaw you can check out my website uh, josephscrimshaw.com for more information than you would ever want you can listen <laughs> to my other podcast which is obsessed on the feral audio network it's all about interviews with people who are super super into things and I've also been posting episodes of those on YouTube so if you are the YouTube kind if you came to this episode to uh, check out Michael because you know him from his YouTube work you can find me on YouTube as uh, Joseph Scrimshaw and watch listen to my Obsessed the podcast there Absolutely, you can follow me at Ken Napsuk And as always, we want to make sure
4: you're following us on Twitter At 4 is the Twitter handle uh, We are still making a drive for 1,500 followers That's right As we're trying to grow our page here It's a place where uh, we put out little fun nuggets and tidbits And and not just promote our stuff, but all at the same time uh, We want you to know what we're doing 2017 should be good for 4Center and the 4Center Podcast feed So make sure you're following us to let us know And as always, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes As that Helps us tremendously. Guys, let's go have some Ewok turkey. See you next time. (laughs)